once in a month, and better it be when the moon be full. This is Witching Around, the podcast which explores and celebrates modern day paganism and the community within. We are your hosts, Regan Shanti, a solitary eclectic pagan, a researcher, workshop leader and author. And Jenny Cartledge, hedge druid, writer, academic and speaker. Every month we discuss different aspects of the pagan path and speak to others in the community for their insight and expert knowledge. Merry meet everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Watching Around. And a happy new year to all if you celebrate it this time of year. Yes, happy new year. Uh, the time of recording is still 2023, but you'll be listening in 2024. So happy new year, Merry Christmas, Yuletide blessings and a general happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get up to anything for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I set forth with the best of intentions and I thought that because I did something for Samhain I would actually be getting into the swing of things but well the 21st is my husband's birthday so that usually puts a bit of a spanner in the works so yeah. we did do a big meal because as I do every Christmas holidays because I have a lot more time on my hands to actually cook but I wouldn't count that really as a Yule celebration unless it's, it's a really tentative link so we didn't really do all that much so yeah that that's my yule how about you jenny um as time of recording not yet um i do tend to keep my celebrations to the more secular side of christmas i suppose um just because it fits with family and things a bit better um i did watch the sunrise uh newgrange online um oh wow which was really pretty. Um, my friend happened to share a link and it's like, oh, it's really cloudy. It's not going to happen. And then literally within about a couple of minutes before, it was quite close to the end, but three, four minutes before the window office showing within the chamber, the, the sun just peeked out over the clouds. Um, so it was really pretty. Of all the times I've managed to watch New Grange online, that's the first time I've actually seen it light up the chamber. <laughs> I hope they had better weather back in the day because I can't say it was very reliable at any time. Um, no. But yeah, that's about it. Um, as of the moment, um, I'm doing all the sort of the big pre festive period clean. At least that's that's the plan. Um, yeah. At the moment, but yeah, apart from that, it's it's all been very quiet so far. But that's fine. We don't mind a bit of quiet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so moving on to this month's episode, we are kicking off the new year with the second of our elemental series. We have discussed water magic with Jessica Howard. And this month, uh, one we have been looking forward to quite a bit, we yes. are talking to Una McFarlane of Celtic Fire about fire magic. I'm so excited about this interview. I think Una's been on both of our wish lists for a guest for a really long time oh absolutely um me and Regan go quite far back with uh Una um we first crossed paths with her um at the Artemis Gathering which is now the Witchfest Pagan Festival um doing the firework firework firewalk workshops <laughs> um and we've both been doing them for for years now haven't we we have and obviously we're going to have a deep dive into the subject of fire walks when we're actually talking to Una but I thought it'd be nice to uh, share some of our experiences of the about the fire walking so do you, do you want to start us off? 
sure why not um I did my first I did my first fire walk when I went to my first Artemis gathering in 2012 and it's it wasn't as busy as it is now so there were definitely some things that we could do that were part of the ritual aspect that we don't do anymore um so part of it was while we were waiting for the fire to burn obviously we did some of the arrow breaking but we did um a bit where you wrote down what it is that you're walking towards so you have that sort of thing that visualization going towards um so we did that but we'd obviously as you know, there are too many people who go to the RMS yes. now. Um, so yeah, we don't do that bit anymore. But um, and I think my only uh, there's two other ones. One where I got to go with my mum the first time she came to RMS gathering. I yeah. got to do the fire walk and we walked over the coals together. That was pretty cool. And uh, secondly, was the I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember if it was in Banbury or the first one. Um, at um stone but una was sort of going to show people how to do the fire walk and things like that and she obviously picked up that i was just desperate to go over the coals and she was like nope someone else is wanting to do it someone um and i was there at the front and i just went for it she's like i thought it was too hot for people to walk across you just bossed it i'm like yeah i did (laughs) (laughs) so how about you and um, well, my first fire walk was 2014, I think, because I did the workshop. Well, I had intended to do the workshop in 2012 with you. I remember that. But we, my husband and I didn't realise that it was, there wasn't actually a break between the workshop and the, the fire walking itself. So we needed to get some yeah. food. So we ended up missing it that year. And then 2013, I couldn't make it. And then, yeah, 2014 was my first one, my first Artemis as a speaker, I, I think. I think yeah and um yes yeah, so we did our fire walk bed and I remember my, that first time being so terrified of stepping on that I was like I need to do it I need to do it I need to do it and I do remember that what got me over is the uh the showers at Banbury so those of you who have been to us before and when we were at Banbury in the Holy Scout camp remember those showers were either ice water or lava and I and what I said to myself was if I could have a shower when there was hot lava spewing out of that that shower head I could walk on fire and that's what got me across (laughs) well the showers were good for something then (laughs) (laughs) yes and yeah and I think probably one of my most memorable moments of walking the fire involves you and that time we, uh, you, me, and our friend Sue Baker walked across together. Yes. And I think we did yes, that three that times, definitely. didn't we? We definitely did it a couple of we times, yeah. yeah. So we'll also talk about using fire magic in general uh, for our listeners who maybe don't have the time to walk on hot coals on the regular. Uh, please don't recreate this with a barbecue. You can't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, do you work with the element of fire, Regan, and how? Oh, well, it, I flip between different um, elements, which I've mentioned a few times before. I think last time might have been actually the water magic episode. And at the moment, I'm very much in my air element. So I'm working with incense because that's my latest hyper focus is making loose incense. So uh, quick plug, if you decide to go onto Feld Market, I am actually selling some blends on there. So look up Ethereal Creations. 
Um, we are air generally, signs as well. Yes, that is true. We are both Aquarius, so it kind of hits. Um, so, no, at the moment, I'm not working with fire. I have in the past. I tend to do a lot of... Um, I like working with candles. I love candles. And um, I do try my hand at um, scrying in fire, which so far has not really had that much of... Uh, doesn't really work all that well for me, but I, I like to give it a try anyway. So, yeah, that's basically my experience with fire. What about you, Jenny? Yeah, in using candles, um, I do a, quite a bit of candle magic. Um, and burning spells, I effing doubt. Burn it. Um, oh, God, I sound like a pyromaniac. Um, I'm not, I promise. Um but no, I have I I how do I say this without actually sounding like a pyromaniac? I love fire. So I love like setting around a campfire. I love setting rounds. Um bonfires have always been part mm. of um my life, I suppose, because every year at the in the village I grew up in in Scotland, we would obviously have a big fire for bonfire night and everything, and it was a very big community thing. And then in Scotland, round about uh, the town where near where I grew up, um, they have a bonfire at New Year, massive bonfire at New Year, and it's a tradition. Although I think recently that tradition may have stopped because of various reasons. But um, yeah, big bonfire every year at New Year, and that goes back like centuries, I believe. It's actually in a folklore book somewhere. Um, so fire for that has always got. I suppose that burning the old into the new sort of correspondence for me because of that New Year thing. It's a very Scottish thing having a bonfire at New Year, I believe. Um, I know that other some other places do it and they do tend to be in Scotland. Um so yeah, that kind of I've always had that sort of thing for fire, whether it's sort of just candles, sitting with candles, using candles for spells, whether it's burning things. So the fire walk was just something I was sort of naturally gravitated towards when I knew that it was happening. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I work with fire. Uh, I'm not really sure how else one can work with fire, apart from scrying, obviously. I have tried that and not, again, not had the best of successes. Um, but I have tried it in the past. Uh, it is something I will try again. Um, and yeah, I think I'd quite like to see if there's new ways of working with fire, but I'm not really sure how to go forward with that. So any suggestions, people, let us know. Um, and then we can we can go from there. But yeah, it's definitely something I'm interested in and something I would quite happily do again. Cool. So before we get to the interview, I guess it's time for everyone's favourite question. Jenny, how have you been watching around this month? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I um after Witchfest in November, I had a big blue thing that I think a lot of people seem to get. And I uh still very much still affected by that a little bit still. Um so I haven't really had a huge amount of time to do anything. It's all just sort of because that kind of affected me doing things for preparation for you and all that kind of thing. I just kind of haven't had time to do much witching around. Um, 
I've done a bit of reading, I've done a bit of thinking, but I haven't done anything that would consist of actual witching, I suppose. How about you? Have you got anything that you should be bothering um, by now? <laughs> <laughs> um, surprisingly, no, I haven't. I've, the, the rose hips have been decanted. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. So I am planning on trying to make some stuff with that. But other than that, no, I've been working with, um, like I said, incense and dried herbs and stuff. So I'm, that's been my main focus at the moment. And that is something I want to try and do this season is a um, some sort of your blend so I can do some um, sort of like preemptive New Year resolution kind of ritual, but I haven't done that yet. And um, the pumpkins are doing sort of okay. Mine seem to have died but my sons it's weird because the, the seedling that was that had come out doesn't seem to be doing all that well but another one has popped up so i'm assuming it's still growing so we still have one pumpkin in play i think but i'm not quite sure why they've reached it's reached like a certain height and then just died so i think i need to do some more uh, research into planting pumpkins because it's supposed to be really really easy and so far, it seems to be a month, no, more like a, a daily, please don't die spell I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just going out to him going, just have some water, please don't die. And that's... I can't help. I, I can't grow anything, yeah. so I have no use to you, I'm yeah. afraid. Although I do have a coffee plant, which I bought a couple of months ago, and it's still alive. Woohoo! I haven't killed it yet. Did you said coffee? Although, as I said that, yeah, it's um, um, Arabica. Oh, fancy. Yes. Although, as I said, as I picked up the plot to show you, one of the leaves fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, fine. Plot. Be fine. Be fine. Yeah, it looked like it was on its way out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that bombshell. Uh, yes. <laughs> shall we get to the interview? Yes, let's. <laughs> Hello, Una. Lovely to see you again. <laughs> Be here. Uh, so for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with you, um, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your path? So um, with regards to how I normally show up at Artemis, particularly at the gathering, um, the, the part of my path that takes me there is um, fire walking. So my background is in energy healing and um certain more academic studies and um things like nlp and hypnotherapy but particularly um firewalking which had been something that came up for me as a sort of personal development exercise but which is very much more than that and uh so my spiritual path in terms of working with the elements and with fire in particular has has taken me down the route of fire walking which I've been doing for 20 years now I think uh, and it's a, a really fundamental part of um, both what I share with other people and I think how I process my world and my path. So our episode this month is specifically about fire magic and the fire element and obviously we couldn't think of anyone better than you to have on this podcast yeah <laughs> so you obviously spoke a little bit about it already but can you tell us about 
how fire became a large part of your past? What how how was it? How did you let fire in? I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure I let fire in. I think fire came looking for me. <laughs> um, I, it, it very much felt like one of those things where I, I um, suddenly turned around one day and went, hang on, how did I, why am I, how did I get to this training that I'm in um, to be a firewalk instructor? So I have always I mean I've always had an affinity with fire but I wouldn't say that it was you know um something that was exceptionally strong in me in my younger years um but as I was working more with healing energies um so I work a lot with Reiki and Sakem energy and I've always been interested in meditation and healing of all sorts it came up as something that you know someone I was connected to who used to run certain meditation circles and so on um offered and I found myself at a far walk thinking, this is insane. Why would anybody do this? This is the scariest thing I've ever done and so on. And then there's almost a blank in my memory from that point of standing in front of that fire at the my very first far walk um, with some quite clear intentions that I'd brought to it. Um, and then, yeah, literally within a few months, I was in a training to become a firewalk instructor. And as soon as I'd done that, I started offering firewalks and it has really just been one of those things that that has carried me along with it in terms of there just being more and more people wanting to connect to the fire, more and more people coming back again when they've um, been to a firewalk and that sense of constant transformation and possibility that the fire brings in being something that has moved for me also just on my personal path all the way through life um but also it has carried me on the fire walking path to offer more and more events to more and more different people so I'm I, I really do feel as if the the fire kind of came and got me a little bit and I see it happen quite often with people who come along to fire walks as well and they maybe come because they're uh, curious or because uh, they're you know fundraising or something for a charity or sometimes because someone else has booked them a ticket and didn't tell them what they were coming to until they turned <laughs> <laughs> that's always a little bit nerve-wracking and interesting and then you can sort of see people in, connect to the fire in a different way something that feels new and different to them and where there was real fear and trepidation, there becomes this tremendous excitement and energy in them. And often it's the quietest person in a group who ends up being the person that, you know, after after walking the fire 12, 13 times, I'm kind of going, okay, are you, you know, are we done? <laughs> Have you had enough yet? And they're just uh, connecting to, I guess, their inner fire in a way that they perhaps hadn't realized was possible for them and I, I think that fire did that for me in lots of ways as well but I have a sense of yeah I think I have a sense it would be fair to say that I have a sense that kind of fire came looking for me and um I feel very lucky that it seems that I've, I'm doing a good enough job for the fire just now that it keeps letting me do it <laughs> that's how I experience it continuing on from that um, like I said that fire sort of came for you how would you say that your connection with fire how has it transformed your life <laughs> oh in in so many ways so many of the the really big shifts in my life both on a 
a kind of energetic and spiritual level in terms of my sense of, I guess, uh, courage. I mean, I think it's a big part of it. It really does make you connect into feeling, feeling brave enough to take that first step forward. So recognizing that you have that capacity in and of itself is a big thing. But in really practical, uh, physical ways in my life, um, that very first fire walk that I was describing where I almost, you know, have a blank of the moment where I walked on the fire. But my intention at that point was twofold, actually. The two things that I had set an intention for for that first fire walk was uh, firstly to, to be able to create a space where I could help share these things with people. So there was a, a very definite, um, you know, I, I drew out a picture that evening of um, a healing space that was a center that had, you know, books and crystals and space for people to come together and have uh, healing experiences and transformative experiences and things like, you know, far walking, but also yoga, meditation, um, different types of holistic um, experiences and coffee uh, was definitely part of that. <laughs> And, and also I had set an intention as well. I decided that that was my sort of big picture, but I also at that point very much wanted to, to have another child. Um, so I created a picture for that as well. And that fire walk, I think was in a, it was in the March, it was springtime. And in the August, I got the keys for the space, the physical space that is the center that I've been running since 2005. Um, wow. and also, and this was probably something, something, something I mentioned sometimes at firewalks, think about your timeline when you're creating these visions, because when I got the keys and I had to, you know, we were decorating and painting and shifting things and all the rest of it. I was also pregnant with my middle child at that point. So that was the first like really, um, you know, undeniable experience of, oh, I created an intention. I took it to the fire. And here it comes, you know, and it's all happening. Um, equally, you know, my uh, my lovely husband, who um, is also familiar to anyone who comes to the Artemis gathering, uh, we met at a fire walk at Artemis. Um, and um, that was a, a very distinct moment in, in the in the workshop where we're, we're doing um, an exercise to break through fears and I was demonstrating it and, um, I hope it doesn't mind me telling this story because I do tell it. So <laughs> you can have words just... with us if, if you, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I had decided that I would demonstrate that particular exercise by doing my own stuff um, and showing how it really works. And what I wanted to break through was a fear of not being able to to trust uh, and be open that there were that there would be someone that would be um, an appropriate safe person to connect with for the future. And I remember moving through that and then saying, does anybody else want to do this? And, and a voice from the back of the room said, and I, I won't, there was an expletive involved, but he said, heck yes. <laughs> or oh yes, that battle cry. Yeah, <laughs> the one we all know. Yeah, and uh, you know, here we are, quite a number of years later because there was a bit of a there was a bit of a journey and a bit of a well oh, see you next year and see you next year and see you next year with us but that was that was another moment where I felt like fire had very much uh stepped in to make a connection and bring in a transformation for me and uh and I remain grateful for that very much so and I hope he does too 
so those are just probably two examples of how fire has really uh in a in a very definitely uh tangible way i think changed things for me in my life um and i i get um you know feedback and occasionally postcards and emails and things from from people who've come along and had similar you know quite uh dramatic and measurable if you like um effects after their fire walk where something has changed in their daily experience of life or of themselves um in in a a really yeah a really felt undeniable lived way not just a theoretical um or ethereal way um so i'm i'm pretty I'm pretty confident in the magic that fire offers us, actually. I think it's something that both me and Regan have experienced. Obviously, we have done many of your firewalks in yes, the past. And uh, when we had our little chatty bit at the beginning, I was uh, recounting my first, my, my favourite firewalks with you, which is one of my first, first one I ever did with you, which I believe may actually have been the one where the infamous phrase was birthed um and um one where I think you were about to show everyone how to do the fire walk but you sensed I was behind you and I was just needed to get across the fire and I just went for it um and I think that was one of my two of my favorite ones um but yeah we've I think we've both felt the change and obviously not quite as dramatic as that personally but I felt the change of the fire within me like on a personal level more than a thingy level but I think those changes have helped me change some aspects of my life and things sort of I'm pretty sure I <laughs> uttered the infamous phrase when I decided that I was going to sign up to do my archaeology degree a few years back and um yeah there's definitely amazing work so anyone listening who hasn't done it yet and is going I hope you're going to the pagan gathering in next year are you <laughs> we expect to be there yeah excellent so anyone who's yes. going next year there's a firewalk it's amazing um so you did talk a little bit you found yourself at a firewalk uh you found yourself being trained how how did that happen was was there any sort of sparks i suppose um that drew you to that or was that like a somebody just said let's go do this or was it just a it series genuinely, of coincidences? The, genuinely, but the blank in my memory, it, it was one of those <laughs> things where the opportunity decision was already made, I think. And um and it was the same for me with the um instructor training, because I trained firewalk instructors as well as running firewalks. Um it was the the sort of thing where you know, and one email appeared, and and there was a voice in my head went, "Oh, well, you're doing that," um, and then there wasn't an awful lot of conscious thought after that point, um, and actually, even the point at which I went to do the um instructor training training, which I did over in California, um, that would normally have been something that was nigh on impossible for me because because I work full time and I'm very much based in in the location I was also a single mother at the time so I had three kids and it was a two three week training that I would would have to go to California for and the email came through 
just after we'd actually had quite a bad fire here <laughs> at the at the center that I run so um again sometimes I will warn people when they're setting an intention and working with fire that it's not necessarily subtle or gentle in the ways that it helps uh create and manifest the changes that you are setting your sights on and I'd literally run a fire walk where I'd had a moment for myself in terms of my intention that I really wanted to create more space and possibility in my life to be able to concentrate more on my work with fire because I, I, I had I had had you know so many lovely fire walk experiences and seen how effective and um, transformative it was for people and I, I can remember thinking after one of those firewalks yeah this is you know like I just need more space and time to do this and I thought oh, I know I'll I, you know I'll ask the fire for that and then the next time I ran a firewalk I, I set that as my intention you know um give me give me the resources give me the space and time to focus more on the fire and that's what I'll do with it um and so I walked a, a fire with that intention and then a few weeks later one of the buildings here caught fire <laughs> in a purely accidental it was an electrical fault in the building and nobody was hurt and the damage was was enormous but not um not dreadful and there was really good insurance cover and it was fine and I just remember having a moment when when the loss adjuster from the insurance company came out and said okay so you know you've got all the extra cover for your business interruption which I didn't remember taking out because I'm not very organized from an admin point of view and um and he said so you know uh, you're you're not running this business for a while because they have to rebuild a building. Um, but we'll we'll cover what you would normally be, you know, managing in terms of business. So and and I, you know, a penny dropped in my head, and I thought, my goodness, I'm going to get actual time off. And and then the email came through that there was an opportunity to um, train as an instructor of firewalk instructors, and uh, the insurance money paid for me to go and do that. So I wouldn't recommend it as an intention to take to the fire because it was a bit of a surprise, but it was another time where fire was in a very definite, obvious and borderline overly dramatic, uh, you know, I, I felt like having a little bit of word with the element of fire about a sense of humour at that point. But it, again, <laughs> an undeniable um, moment of fire paving the way for the changes that I had asked it to help me with. And, and so that's how I ended up on that particular training. Um, and it, it has, again, always felt almost like fire just paved the way, literally laid out the path for me. So we've talked about um, how you came to fire and things like that, but we haven't talked about firewalks themselves. So can you tell us just a little bit about... Uh, I know we get a lot of the preamble before we do the firewalk and things like that, but can you tell us just a, a, a very, very brief and potted history on sort of like the history of the firewalk and how it came to be used in sort of more modern practices? Firewalking as a tradition has kind of sprung up all around the globe. Um, there's a lot more evidence of firewalking practices in um, places like India, Africa, um uh, Bali and Indonesia, uh Thailand and in um Greece and Bulgaria than there really are in either um the US or um 
the UK in particular, I've I've seen people sort of suggest that there maybe were, you know, sort of druid far walking rituals and so on. I'm not aware of any uh, really thoroughly researched uh, information on that. Most of the, the information that we have comes from further afield from us, but with all the different styles of fire walking, and they do vary enormously, um, the sense of transformation is the biggest thing. That it's always been about either letting go of something really significant in order to step into something new or making a connection to fire and whatever and um, the fire represents for you in a in a deeply felt embodied way so we have these beautiful traditions of for instance in Bali it's little girls that fire walk and I often talk about this because I think that as a rite of passage it's such a beautiful thing for um, young people to be offered so in Bali it tends to be little girls um, who are um, moving into being young women and that's the the social group that is invited to fire walk. Um, in other traditions, we'll have um, it'll be a more of a, a feat of courage. In um, Hawaii, for instance, my understanding is that it tends to be kahunas. It's it's people who have a strong spiritual practice and who are um, adept in the art of managing their energy and using it for manifestation. And they walk over the cooling lava flow. Um, I haven't ever seen that done, and I don't know that much about it. But again, it's another sort of really um, astonishing way of connecting to the fire element in, in an area where fire is so close to the surface the whole time. Um, and in places like Greece and Bulgaria, um, the fire walking traditions there are of a more spiritual nature. So they're about um, religious connection and they're done in honor of certain saints to celebrate those saints days. Um, so there's a, a, an enormous um, variation in who and why in terms of the cultural context people are fire walking but in terms of the individual experience of it um my feel for it is that it's always about becoming connected to something that is more than just you finding your inner fire finding your courage and making that shift from someone who has never walked on fire into someone who has and it, this is something that I think um carries through even when we do it in a, a more either contemporary ritual way which is is how I think of the way I run a fire walk I mean I have a, a strong sense of a pagan path and the archetypes that go with that and the connection to the elements and to nature but even in a more you know even corporate and um, personal development um way where we often see fire walks used now it's about finding that part of yourself that resonates with what fire represents and stepping forward into the new with that energy. Um, so yeah, there, there's everywhere that fire has sprung up, which is everywhere. It seems like sooner or later someone's gone, hmm, I wonder what would happen if, and, and taking that first step. Um, whether it was, you know, just to get somewhere they really needed to get to go or whether it was something more symbolic and the way that's developed. Um, it, it's it's been very widespread um, amongst all of humankind since we've had fire um, as part of our world. Love that. You've mentioned Celtic Fire and um, your holistic centre a couple of times already. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about them? 
Yeah, sure. So um, Celtic Fire is the, is the company that I run with my lovely husband, who is a fire performer and fire artist, if you like. So um, responsible for building things to set on fire. And he likes to make things as beautiful as possible so that there's something even more dramatic when they go up in flames. Um, and we run fire walks here at the centre that we also run and also all, all over the place, um, wherever wherever the fire calls us, really. Um, so that and that varies from groups for schools and teenagers to we're off to Ireland in the new year to do um, a fundraiser fire walk for um, one of the universities. Or, you know, we've been we've been to Italy, we've been all over and we do enjoy especially uh, things like the, the gathering um, in terms of bringing together people who have a really strong connection to uh, elemental work and uh, sort of ritual and ceremonial work. Uh, so that's Celtic Fire and Tirnanog is the holistic centre that I have run for the last nearly 20 years. Um, up here near Loch Lomond, so we're a little bit north of Glasgow, and the centre is uh, a venue space for events like firewalks. So I'm, I'm actually I've got a firewalk this afternoon for the solstice that was the closest Saturday. Um, it's absolutely chucking it down here, so we're going to have a very elemental firewalk. But <laughs> we'll be out there this afternoon, connecting with um, yeah, with the water, the element of water and earth and air as well as fire for sure. Um, and we also do a whole lot of holistic therapies and we have uh, we have the shops. It's very much the picture that I drew for myself when I, I did that first fire walk. There's I've got coffee right here and it came from the cafe. On the <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, aside from fire walking. Um, do you have any other ways that you like to work with fire? I, you know, it's it's rare for there not to be a fire on in our house. It's rare for there not to be a candle burning somewhere. So I think that that fire in all forms can be it, it just fire is transformation, you know. Um so whether we're using it in a very uh contained form as a flickering candle flame, like I always have candles on when I'm doing healing sessions because I think there's something about having that little bit of the element and the life that it brings the the movement the heat the light there's always something a little bit magical that just reminds us of the transformation um I'm also a really big fan of just setting first to, to things generally so um I kind of quite often talk about this when we're prepping for an actual fire walk but yeah if I have um if I have a really stressful week and I feel like everything has built up, uh then I'll take a black candle and I will put all of that into the black candle and I will burn it. Um if I if I have stuff kicking around that doesn't belong to me or that feels like it's no longer holding energy that is useful, it's most likely gonna go on a fire. Um and I I will invite in the element of fire to help cleanse and release energy in whatever way I possibly can you know and sometimes you're writing things down on a piece of paper and you're burning it over the kitchen sink for speed and sometimes you're building a huge bonfire and you're saging everything and you're um adding 
whatever somebody has left behind in your space that you don't want to have around anymore to it as well i i there's not many things i've found that you can set light to almost anything if you're determined (laughs) (laughs) and i consider all of that to be magical practice i love that i yeah Yeah. i think i think i was saying i was a bit of a i felt like i was a bit of a pyromaniac because i just love fire and i love setting fire <laughs> like in a spiritual way not in a I haven't burnt a house down um, <laughs> so yeah no I get that completely because <laughs> we're talking about you know using fire magic and we will have quite a few listeners who maybe live in accommodation where you can't use fire like when I was at university we our, sen- our smoke alarms were really sensitive so like doing any kind of like even you burnt your toast the fire alarm went off uh, so are there do you have any suggestions for other ways you can channel fire magic into your daily life especially when you have times where you physically can't have fire with you whether it's because of where you live or maybe you want to channel it and you're out and about and setting a fire might be a bit frowned upon yeah um so I think probably my my first go-to with that is always kind of uh, get it stored get um this is why I love I love a black candle in fact I've had uh you know I'm, I I used to I used to find people always um seem to be suspicious of black candles many years ago everyone's gotten really comfortable with candle magic now um but I used to always keep a box of black candles like under the counter <laughs> and if someone came in and they were stressed about things I would give them a black candle call put it in the candle and then wait until you can light it, but use use the candle, the fuel, the storage um, for for your fire magic um, and then light the flame when you're able to. So that's that's one option with it. But also anything that evokes fire, you know, the visualization of fire as well will work really well for a lot of people. Um, so you can have. Uh, an imaginary bonfire and get everything heaped on it if you need to and I think that that often that just bringing that sense of the energy in however works best for us using whatever senses so even if you know (laughs) you're having to deal with someone and really all you want to do is um get get clear of of their energy and do that you know just just have a little crackling noise in the background and in the the back of your head bring in the energy however works for you for most of us fire is quite a visual experience um and that'll work quite well but i do actually find that that thinking about what i'm going to set fire to what the fuel is going to be can be a really helpful way of um starting the process by you know when we when we do a fire walk I give everyone candles and ask them to think about what they're ready to let go of and also what they're ready to maybe energize with the fire and I think thinking about that and just keeping a hold of it until you're able to have that actual um flame is probably the most effective way that I can think of it's a really good question actually Reagan I um because because I have set my life up so that I can pretty much always set fire to something somewhere or other um it's not often that I have to hold off so if I do it is that sense of storing the energy um but I do also think that um a visualization or a meditation where you you create your own internal campfire or bonfire or a cauldron or whatever it needs to be in order to bring in that fire energy and give to the fire what you're ready to um transform um will also start that process really effectively 
obviously you have given us some amazing tips there on working with fire for those who don't have access to it but one question we ask of all of our guests is do you have any witchy tips for our listeners and they don't have to be fire related it can be something else (laughs) so this is probably in terms of um it being fire related it is something that always comes into when i work with the fire and i think for me um over the years of working quite intensely with one element the biggest realization that came for me was that it's really really important to acknowledge all of the elements while I'm even while I'm focusing very much on the fire the recognition of the balance that all the other elements bring in to everything has been um, very well grounding healing clarifying um and expanding for me because I find that when we have an affinity with a particular element and we work with it lots it can pull us so much into that element that things can get overly intense so for me it's really important that even while I am very much stepping into my fire energy I am also taking the time to ask and invite in all of the other elements as well. And I try to do this with any sort of witchy and and magical working is to think about, yeah, absolutely. This one feels like it's a job for fire. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that I'm ready to put a match under and I want to transform and clear out the way. And also as this happens, I'm going to be asking the element of earth to help me feel, you know, solid beneath my feet to help me feel the connection that I have to everything else that's there I'm going to ask the element of water to help cleanse and clear you know when the ash settles and so on I'm going to want to feel renewed after that and I'm going to ask the element of air to help me stay really focused and clear with what I'm doing and I'm going to pause for a moment and I'm going to be grateful to the element of spirit and just always acknowledging that all of the elements are there that we can't that fire can't burn without the rest of the elements assisting and supporting it so because I often think it's you know it's the dramatic element that we get you know it's got all it's got all the bling going on but actually um remembering to to ground to cleanse to focus to pause and feel the connection are, are really important parts of working successfully with fire so it is a slightly fire tip but I also that's that's my main thing with any kind of magical working that I do is to try and bring in all of that balance even if it's just a moment of I hear you I see you I feel you thank you where can we find you on the world wide web ah okay so we are at celticfire.co.uk or Fire on instagram and facebook i am rubbish at social media in terms of keeping things caught up um and so often um the main point of contact is through the tiernanog website because because other people help me keep up with that on social media so tiernanog which is t-i-r-n-a-n-o-g i'm spelling it because lots of people um struggle with it although i know that this audience is probably a little bit more familiar than many other audiences would be and again we've got website we've got um social media and so on we're not an irish pub in new york which you often find a lot of if you search for turn and hug <laughs> but you know you'll find you'll find us it'll look appropriate um 
Yeah, and we are yeah physically based um just north of Glasgow. So you're all welcome to pop in anytime except Tuesday when we're closed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on the podcast, Una. Um yes. like me and Reagan have said, like we have been coming to your fireworks at Artemis Gathering for forever. And um can't wait to walk the fire with you again next year and uh all, all being well obviously um and yeah it's just been great to talk to you about the the fire side of everything a little bit more because we don't always get the chance to chat at Artemis because you're always no we don't running off doing this that and the next thing but uh yeah no it's been absolutely wonderful yeah, to talk to you to yeah lots of things set fire to Artemis <laughs> yes <laughs> Thank you so much for asking me on. It's, I, as you know, I'm always very happy to talk about fire, but um, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. This has been Witching Around with your hosts, Regan Shanti and Jenny Cartledge. It was developed by Regan Shanti and is sponsored by Witchfest. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook by searching a witch's podcast remember to rate review and subscribe on spotify it helps other people to find the podcast our intro outro music was from the ashes by solas thank you for walking this path with us merry, merry meet and, and blessed be, be.